0: Hi Jeremy. Hi Raphael. How are you? I'm uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Everyone's sick, but I'm not. <laughs> oh, cool. What, what's what's the uh, what's the sickness? I think
1: everyone. This is like one of the worst flu seasons on record. So everyone's been sick, but you don't work in an office, so you don't really get that like kind of.
0: Yeah, the the too many people in one room. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah, or uh, like people who have kids. Uh, yeah. they're not around you very often. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i maybe i'm uh gonna lack some sort of immunity and one day i'll be in a room with kids and just fall apart
1: <laughs> right yeah yeah. i don't know i don't get sick very often um but uh it seems like yeah co-workers are always sick uh, yeah
0: do you ever um get suspicious that they're sick and then you look on instagram and they don't look so sick
1: uh do i get suspicious no that would make me like a terrible leader (laughs) Uh, if like anyone that uh is like yeah thinks that they can keep tabs on people is it's gonna have the opposite effect it usually demotivates people and they do less work and they find more ways to be sneaky
0: over controlling parent Mm -hmm.
1: exactly is that the the sound of
0: the good point mug
1: Oh, yes. I'm just drinking from my... I'm just, it's probably disgusting to our listeners and everything. I always drink tea during the podcast, but I've started drinking it from the good my Good Point mug. It's my design, not your design. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: That one sounds better.
1: <laughs> it's, it tastes better, too. Yeah. <sighs> okay. But uh, today, I mean... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> That's one of the reasons I drink tea is so that my throat... my podcast i'm not, i don't have a radio voice i don't think and uh i have more of a f- <laughs> like of a, a phlegm, phlegm phlegm forward voice well some people have said i'm quiet <clears throat> um so i need some i need continuous moisture oh, okay
0: for my voice to have power yeah <laughs> um yeah so i i was in japan so we talked a lot about like how's japan but how how was your last two weeks uh I mean, yeah. So
1: the the thing I want to talk about this last two weeks is actually I've been working on a bunch of other people's work, uh, which is part of my own work these days. But I also had a little bit of spare time, so I set up like some smart home appliances. (laughs) Over and I've had a bunch of experiences with smart homes. Was uh, it was
0: it that you saw it at someone else's home that you're like, oh, this looks cool, I want it. Mm, There's a series
1: of things. Like, so first of all, at Christmas, I bought like everyone. Amazon Echo Dots and then like I expect them all just to start telling me about how it was going but like no one even I don't think installed them except maybe my brother so <laughs> like they're just like still in their packages uh very typical and then uh, especially uh I've been trying to like build out my parents smart home as like just a fun thing on the side and there are certain parts of it that are they're super excited about um and it's so it's been interesting to see. But one of the things that they they have is a smart thermostat. They also have like a, you know, a camera. But the thermostat is something they're pretty excited about until like they went up north to the, the, their sort of cottage uh, where they have this stuff installed. And it was like 20 below zero or something. <laughs> and um it, like, wasn't working, uh, they are like, yeah, asking me. I mean,
0: I think our listeners will already know my opinion on the matter at hand, and <laughs> well, I just like, think the smart home is just more problems. It, and I kept thinking, why am I always so grumpy about new tech? And I thought about it, and here's the, the real problem.
1: But, well, hey, I haven't even got it. I haven't even told you yeah, what, what happened. Yeah, the, but
0: the real problem is that these smart home things and VR and 4D cinema well, all it's all lumped really, together. <laughs> it's, it, they're all really... What we need to do is figure out uh, clean energy and just stop mm-hmm. wasting time on this crap. It, who needs... Okay. Me? So, to me... convenience? Yeah, it's it's just funny. And we, we can do a whole episode about the dream home and how it should work, but we should figure out free energy. That's... Uh,
1: okay, but before what we what get I'm to free energy, for. we got to figure out Wi-Fi because the first... <laughs> the, 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 the problem... Was that they like it disconnected from the Wi-Fi, yeah. and then it, like w- didn't auto reconnect itself or something like that? So th- and
0: th- you don't want really basic appliances to be reliant on internet connection. Well, maybe you
1: do, but like, and it's not that hard to troubleshoot it. But I'll say this: like for my parents, anyway. I'm. I've been tech support for such a long time. Like once I install it, it's just gotta work. Like it can't like suddenly not work. Especially when it's something that's actually in this case potentially life or death because they're snowed in, and it's like minus twenty, <laughs> and then it's like Jeremy, oh, man. please text us like how to reconnect the <laughs> thermostat to the furnace so that we can heat ourselves and not die. You really do see like you know the potential oh, for things to. Spin can you
0: imagine the headline sure. in the d- death by Wi-Fi? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It reminded me when GPS first came out, you know, people would drive off the road and into lakes and you're like, ah, they're so stupid, but they're not. They're like sort of like, it's just working. And then suddenly the machine, you know, you, yeah. f- you trust the machine to this point. Well, especially where- it,
0: with self-driving cars where technically you still have to hit, have your hands on the wheel, but it's navigating itself. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to fall asleep. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like so tr- when- tr- tr-
0: staying awake if you're sitting, uh, n- doing nothing for six hours.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm certain that that self-driving is is definitely going to have, there's going to be tons of insurance claims and accidents and weird stuff happening. Yeah, but they have a spreadsheet
0: Um, and they can lever the uh, amount of accidents to the amount of profit and then okay, it's worth it.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure they'll figure things out. I mean, like, we figured out GPS now. It's pretty much a solved problem. Yeah. I mean, people die maybe once a year in those lakes, but it's not like a regular occurrence. <laughs> Lemmings. <laughs> <laughs> Lemmings, that just like go off the cliff. Um, but this, yeah, this particular instance, it just I realized that I was building a more and more complex system for my parents, and it would just be impossible for them to figure out. So I, they've also got like a camera that monitors the situation, and now I'm adding Alexa in, and so I was thinking about. Um, you know what else would I do? I'd do for them, and I was like, "Well, I should really kind of like experiment on myself." So I, I got myself. My I actually yeah, got. It's Kristen funny that and you Echo. chose
0: to do it for your parents because maybe. <laughs> so there's there's two ways you could. What I suspect: either you're like this smart home stuff is really crappy, so I'm gonna make my parents suffer because I don't want to suffer. Or mm-hmm. the other option is, I don't really need it, but it'll bring some joy to my parents' life.
1: Uh, yeah. Like for me, it was like well, helping. So the the camera that they have actually has changed their lives because they come and go from this place, and they're never sure if it's safe to go because of the amount of snow. The camera, which is like a security camera outside, is like they can check in at any time. Um, a for security reasons, but mostly what they care about is the weather. Yeah. Um, so they can kind of see. So that's real time. Could, could we get there? Is how high is the snow? Like, yeah. so it's this micro kind of forecast for them
0: it's a sensor yeah
1: yeah and they can just check in on things because they had a lot of anxiety about being away from this home and it is a little bit of like a you know you could say like a a privileged problem like oh my two homes i don't know what's going on but when you when you came to
0: the decision to build their smart home stuff why did you choose the second home and not the first home to do it
1: they don't even have wi-fi they have no internet in their primary home (laughs) <laughs> because my parents my mom is like an optimizer just like me and so she like pared everything down to just cell phones they're like why would we need anything else so they just, <laughs> they just they just use the cell phone and in a way they it, all of us children are constantly yelling at them because they they're not they, in the last 10 years they haven't had internet at home outside of their phones and so they only live inside this bubble of internet services that is email instagram and facebook <laughs> or something <laughs> like no netflix no, no nothing. Torrenting. none of the things that yeah no yeah, right, torrenting no not really even skype they don't do any of that stuff do they have cable so, tv yeah they have like satellite tv but it's like yeah i don't know they're still watching m 480p zoomed in <laughs> hd we're just like this is disgusting yeah and they're like it works for us but the, um,
0: so now you have an alexa in your own home
1: yeah, so I, I I don't know. I was like, okay, I want to find out more about how this would work and you know what's clumsy or not about it. Um, so I got an uh, an echo for Kristen for Valentine's Day with, and again for someone idea. else.
0: Like you, you feel like <laughs> y- you don't want to spoil yourself. Like, I can be without it, but Kristen, yes. she really needs this. Exactly.
1: As many listeners, <laughs> it might reminds also me of, of Homer Simpson. I can't buy technology for myself. Homer Simpson
0: <laughs> buying a bowling ball for Marge for her birthday.
1: <laughs> That's what. So I thought that too. And that—that's why I did. It wasn't the only gift I got. I okay. got other gifts, but anyway, I had this like um, um like this uh, amazing uh, fantasy that Kristen would walk in, and I would say, "Alexa, set the mood for love," and then the lights would dim and music would come on, and. You know, I'd pour a glass of wine and like it would be this kind of funny thing. And Alexa might say, like, ooh, you're such a gentleman or something like that. But um, so I did that. It actually did work kind of well. So I got these like smart lights um, and you can like set them to dim. You can even make them like flicker like candles, which I didn't do because it's a little bit cheesy. (laughs) Um, Is it the Philips Hue? Yeah, Philips Hue, yeah. which you have to install like a little router for. I don't know if you know this. Like, So now I have two routers, one just for two light bulbs <laughs> in my house and one for everything. Else. I,
0: I got <laughs> to t- tell our listeners to check the Twitter account, the Internet of Shit. It's a parody <laughs> of Internet of Things culture and all the security problems and inconveniences.
1: Yeah, well, let me so this one moment was created. Now, actually, the routines that you can program into your uh, echo, they don't actually you can't trigger music. So I had to say, you know, play your play Kristen's favorite song. Which happens to be the song by the Dirty Projectors. And then, so so I did in two steps. One, set the mood for love, the lights dimmed and said, and and Alexa was like, I I hope you have a very special day or something like that. And then I had to say, okay, Alexa, now play Dirty Projectors 2. But it it, it did work. Everything, the kind of mood was set. Playlist you might like, relaxing acoustic pop. Oh, no. That's Alexa spying in on what we were just saying. Alexa, stop. Um, So actually, throughout this podcast, this is the other thing. Maybe say Echo instead of... Oh, no. (laughs) Alexa, stop.
0: (laughs) So just use the word Echo.
1: Well, throughout this podcast, I might have to use a code word. So this is the thing. So in the days since The device
0: is called Echo, and then the username is Alexa. Yeah, I know. But people call them Alexas.
1: I think because you start to address this thing that way. And I'll say in the days since installing, it's been a very clumsy, almost like it's like this roommate and Chris and I have to whisper about her behind her back. Like Alexa, like, yeah. Oh Good. I, I thought she might hear that, but, yeah. <laughs> but like, if we're talking about things, uh, sh- like, it- the microphone is really, really good. So even in the bathroom on our second floor, it's in our living room. It can hear it. Do
0: you <laughs> use like, what? it. What did you say? Do you use it for trivia?
1: I haven't done trivia with it yet. I'll say like the, the microphone is amazing, but it also creates this like, situation where it's always listening and you're like, uh, I didn't mean to say anything. I'm sorry. It's just talking about you. Um, (laughs) And 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 did you
0: consider the Google one?
1: I did. So I was at a friend's house who works at um, a company uh, in Toronto that does smart thermostats. And so I walked into her house and I was like, okay, you better have like a whole smart home setup. I was visiting her this week and She's like, uh, well, we don't really, but we have, we, we thought about doing the lights, but all we have right now is the thermostat and uh, we have a Google Home and, but it's really good because it connects to our Chromecast. And so she's like, uh, hey, Google, like play the queen on Netflix or whatever. And it, like the Google Home's like, okay, I'll do that. And it like turns on the TV and it like puts on the show and it just plays it was it's amazing that it even turns on the TV actually which I, I was I didn't know that it would do but she's like I chose it because I think I like I prefer the design aesthetic of <laughs> the Google home and it, it struck me that like um, most of what these things are is like accessories for the home yeah, Almost but, but like,
0: also I think Google is the best at understanding information and queries. Well,
1: yeah, so I think it does I would better imagine. search and things I, like I think
0: that. Google is such an information company.
1: That you could ask it anything?
0: Yeah, and I mean, Google is good at um, when you ask a question in Google on the web that it will show a summary, which is problematic. Sometimes it shows the wrong yeah. summary, but it'll contextually understand a long piece of text and find the most important quote. And-
1: well, it's even the same thing with our Echo where it'll be like, um, you know, turning off the lights as an example, because now I have had to ban Kristen from turning off the lights manually. <laughs> She's only she can only turn them off. Welcome to with Camp her, Jeremy. Her voice, yeah. And I was talking to my friend about this, and she said that the research that they have from their smart uh, home company is that most often it's a it's a man uh, in the house who buys a smart home appliance in like a heterosexual couple situation, and um. The man imposes the technology upon the female partner, and the female partner is immediately disgruntled and upset because nothing works anymore. <laughs> it's it's like, also it's, I mean, what really
0: upsets me. I mean, it really upsets me that people put energy into this, but the the light switch is such a good invention. It works so well. It, actually, are
1: you... Uh, It does. But let me tell you, like, so have you read the Design of Everyday Things by Donald Norman? No. Okay, it's it's like kind of a fundamental design book for product design. But he does like a whole chapter on light switches. Because our assumption is, yes, a light switch should be well designed. But let me ask you about the full light switch experience. And mostly light switches work in a home where you live. But do light switches work well for you outside your own home?
0: Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. So
1: what, outside your own home, you might find you're in a room and the lights are on. But what's the alternative it, in another home? How do you turn the lights off? You're like, is it this switch? Is it that switch? And the only way to find out how the switches work is to turn them on and off. Now that can't possibly be good design.
0: Yeah, I, I disagree. Because I think if you're in someone else's home and you would have to use their voice assistant, and then or you're in an office and all of a sudden you've turned on the, the, the sprinklers and God knows what. I think a light switch is really safe. Like the worst thing that can happen is that you turn the light in another room on or off. But if you have a voice Mm -hmm. assistant, you might be like, uh, assistant, set the fire alarm. And uh, like accidentally, you confuse, turn turn things to chill mode. And all of a sudden it's panic mode. And uh, I don't know. That seems (laughs) way more problematic.
1: Yeah. I mean, of course there's... Because it's it's basically,
0: the voice assistant is command line. You okay. Well, to, here's one. Yeah, you have to yeah. know all the, the sets of requests, and so I don't think it's so simple.
1: It can be that way. I mean, you're right. There's a whole routine of things. So the other thing I did is I set it so that when I'm near the house, the lights turn on. Like there's a geo fence around the house. <laughs> And, the, and I actually forgot about this. So the other day we came home and the lights were on and Chris and I were really unsettled. Like, how did the lights get turned on? <laughs> like, you know, like, um, and I, I was like, maybe it's the geofence. Maybe it's because I also set it for like a timer when the sun sets. Or maybe it was because the echo had a routine. And I, I don't know. Anyway, it was like the number of different interactions that I had programmed, I'd lost track of. Um, and it created this unsettling feeling. But like, is,
0: is it really that h- hard in your own home to turn the lights on?
1: No, it's very easy. And I live in a very small home. I've said this before on the podcast, <laughs> that there's like two light switches. Yeah, exactly. Like um, I,
0: I have one light switch in the kitchen, one in the living room, and the living room one has a dimmer. Oh, they both have a dimmer. But mm-hmm. and, and the same lights have one switch on one side of the room and one side on the other. You can hit either. It always works. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect interface. It's really...
1: Yeah, I'll say this every once in a while. There are two scenarios I get into. One, I go upstairs without turning off the downstairs light. Or two, I sit down to watch a movie with Kristen and we forgot to turn off the light. And then <laughs> There's also I, something to be said about lazy.
0: sometimes getting up is actually good for you. So. <laughs> yeah, I, but what if- I, it's very funny because it, I was always pro-technology. That's the funny thing. I was always excited about technology. And a, a big reason why I like technology is that things just keep getting better. When, when you started with computers, you started with a... 286 and a 486 and a Pentium and every time it was so much better like you would have to Mm -hmm. wait five minutes to open a text document and all of a sudden it just opens you have, have a bigger disk drive you can fit more images things just kept getting better and now they just keep it seems like they're adding problems instead of solutions and so if yeah that's basically my feeling
1: it's true my earlier comparison which was around GPS Everyone, no one had to argue with GPS because right before GPS I was printing out MapQuest directions on like a dot matrix printer at home and like they're crumpled in my car and I was like I was trying to find my way around
0: yeah or even before um, that when you had a big book and it wouldn't know about if any roads changed you you had that book for 10 years
1: right yeah yeah you would have the anxiety and of it's very lost unsafe your
0: while you're t- driving to bl- browse through a book.
1: Right. Like the number of people who complain about being lost now is almost zero. Yeah. Like and, and, rarely... and
0: nobody, there's very few people who are like, oh man, I missed the map days when I had the, the big book and it was really, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 No, no one's like, like GPS. Through. I think most people love it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now you're, you're right. There's like a certain amount of complexity that is overwhelming at times. And this is the reason I wanted to experiment on myself is to feel like inviting this thing into your home is inviting a kind of labor or like a tat like it's you it's made to make things more convenient but it potentially yeah. it potentially makes well, it more I, difficult I'm,
0: I'm constantly evaluating because new things are exciting there's no way mm-hmm. around that so when something new happens you're, oh how could this be of interest to me mm-hmm. and um voice assistants seem really cool for playing music but i thought about it i'm very particular that i might want to listen to a certain song on a certain album and i scroll through a list and i can't imagine doing that by voice where it's like What's do you have that other live version of this song? No, no, wait. It's the mm-hmm. then a visual well, interface actually, it, is easier.
1: It's pretty good at that, I'll say. Um, and it hooks into like the one reason you would choose an Echo over a Google is that it hooks into all any music any music service that you prefer because it's totally open. So I, you can use it. You can make Spotify the default. But um, and you can request but, but a specific song. if you're not song. a person
0: do who, who downloads things that are not on a streaming service. No. No. So that's what I mean. That I, right. I, I'm a particular, like I'll have albums that are not on the services. So it, then it's all, yeah, you get the point.
1: It, yeah. But it's nice thing just to have around as even a speaker. So like, so one of the arguments that I think I've talked about on previously on the podcast is that like, like Andy Ruman, the inventor of Android, he believes that in the future to buy a appliance that doesn't have self awareness or some intelligence Will be considered ridiculous. That when you comparison shop, you'll be like, "Well, this toaster knows when the toast is burnt, and this one doesn't." Um, the same thing is is true of yeah. uh, sound systems well, or speakers. That's, now, that's right?
0: exactly what I'm saying. That um, when you add new features, and there's it's always good news. Like when you go from a four eighty six to a Pentium, it's, it's better. Mm. But then when you add uh, self awareness to a toaster, it's actually worse because it's it breaks faster. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents had a a water kettle with uh different temperature presets, and it broke very fast, so now they have one that simply has an on or off button it 's just mm-hmm. less chance of breaking so when you add complexity to something that would like imagine your faucet was voice controlled in your kitchen uh, yeah, they have that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but basically what I think is if you 're an inventor yeah if you 're starting a company. And there's so many things you could put your energy into, and then you're gonna do turn it into you're gonna make a smart faucet instead of, I don't know. No, no, but you're you're, you're absolutely right. But the other the other side of the coin is this idea of um, adding self-awareness and adding uh, smarts to things. Um, Mm -hmm. I lost my point. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But the, I think we could bring this back to a cultural uh, place just, you know, for our audience. And, and you know, the subject of the podcast, podcast is usually how these technologies might affect culture. One thing that was interesting is, like, one of the first things we thought to do, because you don't really know all the things it can do. It's always trying to suggest things in its app or whatever. But, you, you know, you just start to assume it can do everything. So, we're Well,
0: like, I, maybe this is, I don't trust things that they say, it's going to be cool. If it's not cool <laughs> yet, and they're like, no, this is going to be cool. Yeah. it's the same with well, blockchain they're like yeah this is going to change everything and we've been waiting for 10 years and it and then the same well, with 3d wanted- tvs this is going to change everything no not every new invention is awesome
1: no that's true i mean i think that that's a that's that's a point it's done uh but let let me talk about some of the the nuance around culture right which is like so one of the first things that we thought about was like let's ask um let's ask the echo uh what the review for this show we're about to watch on TV is. And so we ask it, you know, what's the review for, I don't know, can't remember which show, Last Man on Earth or something like that. And it was like, okay, this show got 55 out of 100 on IMDb. And I was, and immediately, Kristen and I are like, IMDb, like, that's not where we're going to get our reviews. And, like, what if, you know, and so we were thinking, well, what about on Rotten Tomatoes? And it's like, well, I can't do that. And then we're like, well, what about Metacritic? Which is, you know, now everyone's saying uh, Rotten Tomatoes is too skewed. So we'll use Metacritic, but it can't do that. So then I look through the app and it's like, there's a skill that I can add so that it can do Rotten Tomatoes. But then I have to say, like, uh, you know, Echo, open tomato meter (laughs) and uh give me the review of this movie and it did it but it's like i was like having to you know use these special commands to get to do it but what i think is interesting culturally is like its defaults are probably the thing i'm going to do most often and so now it's just like on the iphone right there's this limited palette that's presented to you and you can extend the palette but it's much easier to use the built-in services but the built-in services might favor the company that's building the assistant. Yeah, right? but uh, so I mean, it, it,
0: there's a, a big difference with the iPhone and the, the smart assistants, the voice assistants, is that the iPhone immediately was magnetic and useful.
1: Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is the iPhone also prevented you from uh, customizing it in, a, in the first place. Yeah, but not and as, as much, like, not
0: as, like it still had Google, so that you would see different results to a question.
1: Yeah. But I mean, people were super upset about not being able to extend the iPhone in the first place. All I'm saying is like one of the reasons people choose the Echo is to extend the functionality. But what I found was using the extended functionality was actually too much effort. I know we talk about effort and laziness a lot in this episode, but like the average person is never going to extend or customize to the level I'm doing it. Yeah. And so what's probably going to happen is there's going to be an Apple um, assistant, which we know is Siri. It, but what is if, what if and the assistants re-
0: are like 3D TV? Like you're, you're projecting into a future where this is going to be a big part of our lives. But
1: Well, I'm just thinking that these assistants are acting as curators. Yeah, and yeah. That's but kind that, of a point I that, to That
0: make. implies that people will like them.
1: Yeah, no. People might not like them, but like, what's really interesting, culturally speaking, is that they're making recommendations based on their own interests, which doesn't shouldn't surprise anyone. But that you're building a relationship with this this thing intimately in your home, and then it's kind of making recommendations about what you should watch, or it's giving you reviews based on what it favors in terms of like its review service, and ultimately, like, it feels very much like there's an editorial voice behind. The voice. That's all I want. The well, point I to it, make. Well,
0: it, it's the basic uh, interface difference where uh, you have a list, a visual list on a computer or a phone, and you mm-hmm. can choose. And a, a, an assistant, if you ask something, a list is very complicated to listen to, so it's better to just have one answer.
1: Yeah, like so. When I asked for a review of the movie, it was like it wasn't like, do you want to listen? Do you want the review from Rotten Tomatoes? Do you want the review from? IMDb. Do you want the review from Metacritic? Do you want the New York Times perspective? It just was like, no, this is this is the deal. Yeah, uh, you know, IMDb is the authority on this.
0: But if we if we look at uh, sci-fi movies, there's examples of um, uh, Space Odyssey two thousand one with the, the HAL voice computer, and there's uh, the movie Her with the mm-hmm. voice assistant that the guy Her falls Her is the in closest,
1: I think, to the the vision that everyone has. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it, if you if you saw any of those movies, did you think any of those is like, oh, that's the future I want to live in?
1: Uh, Her, I I think really, I do come back to quite often as a very, very interesting speculation. Spike uh, Jones is her. I think if our listeners haven't watched it is just a very compelling film because it doesn't really, it takes a little bit of a moral position, uh, but it, it mostly just investigates what it would be like to have an intimate relationship with an AI assistant. Yeah. And, the result, uh, you know, it, it's 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 the the AI is at a level where it's like having a regular relationship. Um,
0: yeah, I, I feel like as maybe this is what I was trying to say. So computers are really good at doing exact things and exact queries, but now computers mm-hmm. are going into this area where it's more fuzzy. So like trying to be more human, but actually, mm-hmm. we invented computers not uh, to do all the things that humans can't do, which is like calculate giant spreadsheets.
1: Yeah, so let me tell you about another example that came up this week that I find very interesting, which is that um, at FreshBooks where I work, uh, full disclosure, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if there's a bias in my uh, position on this, uh, we started partnering with uh, some of these companies that do um, bookkeeping for you. So like, even though we're like kind of a bookkeeping service or like an accounting service, the bookkeeping part, which is the human part of like, Hey, checking the numbers, like making suggestions about your taxes and stuff. The, the thing you usually hire someone for at the end of the year at tax time, there are services now that you can hire to do that like um, for you. And they, um, they, and they
0: So you're logging everything on FreshBooks and then they just, they have, it's more yeah, efficient.
1: Yeah. So you'd like log everything in FreshBooks and then you'd be like, um, you know, either booking There's like Bookkeeping Express. There's Bench. There's a whole bunch of different companies that do this. They'll go and they'll like take those things, file your taxes for you, clean up any numbers. You know, make suggestions that kind of thing. And they'll do that for you, kind of like automatically or in consultation. Think of it like your banker or something that you might see at the end of the year, or your tax accountant or bookkeeper. It's just bookkeeping, right? So what's interesting is they sell this service for like four hundred dollars a month. I think three hundred dollars a month. These companies, but Right now they're using, uh, none of them are, they're saying they're using humans, um, but none of these companies are using humans entirely. All of them are basically taking the data that you give them through, and they have different connections to different accounting services. That's a lot
0: of money, 300 a month.
1: Yeah, but it's less than, I think they, it comes down as low as like, um, they want to get it down to 60 or something, or it's coming down that far at some point. I'm not sure exactly the price point. I mean, for but, a
0: freelance designer or something.
1: But th- because these people bill by the hour, it would be like if you filed your taxes to pay your accountant three hundred dollars is not that much, right? Per month or per um, year? A year.
0: Oh, yeah. you said per month.
1: So. No, no, I know. But for bigger businesses, they need to do month. They need to close their books monthly. Okay, and then for slightly smaller businesses, maybe quarterly. Anyway, different businesses close their books at different times. That's what kind of a bookkeeper does. I won't get into the details of that, except that it's a service, right? Um, and mo- most of what these companies do right now is they take all that data. And an AI kind of scans all of the data anomalies. And, 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 and just tr- no, and tries to do what it thinks is best. And then what they do is they bring a human along, and the human um, fixes the mistakes and tells the and trains the AI to do it better. And so right now it's like yeah, say it's three hundred dollars a month because I have to verify the price point. But but what they want to do is get it down to thirty dollars a month. But when it's thirty dollars a month, you're not you're not going to know when this happens but the human is no longer going to be there and they're going to be using only AI. And so what they're trying to do is start with humans and slowly like, get rid of humans until they get to a point where you can't tell the difference. I only bring this up in the context, it is funny to bring up the context of smart home and smart assistance because you know, Facebook famously, though they've, they've dismantled this program, had their AI assistant was actually backed by all these humans. There are artists that have explored this concept of, as well. You know, There's this test where you can't tell whether it's a human or not. Uh, that's like, you know, kind of a fundamental, the Turing test, right? Um, for intelligence. Uh, we're in that point right now where companies are like testing that on us all the time. And, and it, I don't know if you saw the Super Bowl ad for, uh, for the Echo, but they had, they played with that concept. Did you see it?
0: No, no. I read about it, they that had- they, they built it in so the smart device wouldn't uh, turn on when they used the word.
1: Uh, no, just for the Super. Oh, that's interesting. In the Super, yeah. Oh, really? Well, in the Super Bowl ad, they um, they just had all these celebrities answering people's questions. Uh, you know, at, pretending to be behind the machine as the echo, and uh, so they had like Alec Baldwin, and they had you know like they had different celebrities like, kind of coming and going uh, through the ad, but they were playing with this concept of like we there is some there's a person listening on the other side. I thought it was very interesting because. Um, they were they're sort of positioning that as a positive. I haven't seen that done since the, I don't know if you remember the 1990s, but GM had this thing called OnStar. Do you remember? No, it? no, I never heard of it. Maybe because you weren't in the US at the time, yeah. but GM uh, advertised this service, which was like built into their cars. And what they wanted to do is distinguish a GM car, not based on performance, but based on service. And for those of, Uh, our listeners who are interested in business service is like one of the key areas you can differentiate yourself from your competitors as an artist you might consider it actually like and the artist that provides the best service i know raphael is like one of those artists like you you respond to emails very quickly as an example and you have a reputation for that so gm put in this device called onstar and what it was is like a, an assistant that you press a button in your car and in a second like you'd connect over like cellular phone i guess to the, an office where someone would assist you and if you're in an accident they could like call an ambulance if you just need to know where there's a good restaurant they could be like oh yeah turn right at the next it exit. sounds like clippy yeah but it was like yeah it was yeah it was but it was actually backed by humans and it, it, like, I'm, I'm wondering if today they would, I don't even know if that product still exists. It was very successful, by the way. Mm. I mean, people paid a subscription fee to use it. Today, probably it would be an AI assistant. And like you said earlier, you'd be disappointed in its performance. <laughs> uh, but I wonder whether in our homes, like, here's a question for you. If instead of... Um, getting an Echo or a Google Home or Home Pod, which is not really even an option because it's so bad from an artificial intelligence standpoint. If you got a, a speaker and a microphone where it was always listening, and on the other end there was a real human that was an assistant that you paid like a hundred dollars a month, would you would you be interested in that?
0: No, no, not at all. So I, I mean, you- I, I've I've uh, come across, I've considered getting an assistant a few times because you have a good year. Mm-hmm. and you like you said if you have a business you should not make a profit you should reinvest so how can I make um, uh, I get, how can I grow so one of the things you could do is like okay I'll get an assistant who gets all the practical stuff out of the way and I'll have more time to dream yeah but I worked with assistants and, and interns and it was way more work than if I just did it myself so um, that it, for me it, it didn't make any sense at all but I, I, when we were talking about sci-fi movies, I was just thinking of Back to the Future when uh, Doc or what's his name comes back from the future and he's like, "We need some fuel," and he throws a banana peel in the uh, trash converter that converts it into energy. That's the future mm-hmm. I want. Like, I, all this stuff is just interfaces to watch TV, and like whether it's mm-hmm. a remote or a voice, it, who cares? I'd rather go to the movie theater, anyways. I don't want to watch binge watch stupid TV.
1: So you're just saying it's like a better mousetrap i mean yeah
0: it's it's an there's a solving really unimportant problems i think Mm -hmm. elon musk is leading the way of doing something more interesting Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but what i really want is like some amazing yeah i guess solar energy is awesome and that if if i would have to design my smart home that would be the first feature would be solar power and not a voice control that i can say like uh make sure i have toast in the morning it's like it's, it's enjoyable to like get the bread and make the toast and boil the egg. Why would you want to automate that?
1: But you're right. We should be really honest. Like what most people are doing right now is maybe controlling their thermostat, maybe turning the lights on and off.
0: Yeah, and I understand for most people, it's like play smooth jazz and that's it. They they, they don't care what they listen to. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm a very particular music listener, so I li- I like a visual list. So. Um, I don't get, but I imagine if you have a huge home, it's nice to say, like, play some music in the bedroom, play some music in... I, I don't know,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's it's I, the same
0: thing. Like, people have been trying to figure out the smart TV interface, and then you have all these different boxes that don't talk to each other, etc. And people just watch stuff on their phone.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I watch stuff on a TV because I, I enjoy, like, a bigger screen. Yeah. And I Because I, I hate looking at things up close all day. Yeah, that's true. But... Uh, no, I think you're you're right. It's more hype than uh, you know. There's Gartner's hype cycle that I talk about all the time, and we you know are at peak hype, and there's probably going to be a bunch of people install things. I, I thought I'd mention that. Like, I also bought uh, an Echo for my parents-in-law. Kristen and I did, and they also bought each other. Echoes this Christmas, and so they have three in their home, and I should really check in with them <laughs> yeah. and see like how are they using these three assistants. The other thought I had as I got this Echo and I was comparing it to my friend's Google Home was like, what? why should I just choose one? Why wouldn't I have several assistants that are good mm-hmm. at different things in my home? And there seems to be this like fight for who's going to own it, but they're very cheap. It's like 50 bucks, so, so you yeah. could have like I, I, different assistants.
0: I, I do... One of my key points is uh, I would love to not have to use a wallet. So a future mm-hmm. a, and not carry keys and then maybe just a smartwatch. If the future is I just have a smartwatch then maybe voice is a good interface.
1: Well, I have told you before like today like the one th- smart thing that I haven't bought that I was going to buy is like um just a door uh, lock yeah. so that when I walk up to the door the door But you will, live is in open. an apartment
0: building so you would still need a, a front door key.
1: No, the concierge can let me in.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, so th- th- that's awesome if you don't need keys. But you you would still need car keys, or you can do that with the phone?
1: Well, modern cars, like a Tesla, you don't need a key. You just have like a... Um, yeah, but
0: you, you it- will never allow yourself to sp- buy a Tesla. <laughs> You're going to buy a Tesla for your dad, but not for yourself.
1: That's true. Yeah. I'm still driving a 1993 Chevy Suburban, for our listeners yeah, to yeah. know. <laughs> like you can, you can talk to a psychiatrist
0: like- why that is, but uh, uh, <laughs> you don't allow yourself to... You don't spoil yourself
1: it's very hard to do that yeah. it, like when you spend money on yourself I don't know if you have the same problem um and especially when it's not a necessity yeah like this I felt that's why I did get this for Kristen or I've couched as like a Chris yeah something. it's the
0: Homer bowling ball <laughs> I'd rather improve someone else's <laughs> life than my own. Yeah.
1: You know, the, yeah the gift I got yeah I yeah, got really you a chainsaw is- right you know it's funny my mom uh got my or my dad got my mom a chainsaw for her birthday this year oh there you go or not for her birthday for um i guess it was for christmas yeah yeah
0: no but um the smart lock is exciting to me but it's it still sounds like if it fails it's so annoying it's so complicated Mm -hmm. that uh yeah Right, like if you got I locked just, in I just, I just want some transportation and energy innovation. I want to fly around the world in half an hour or shorter.
1: Um, well, I mean, uh, uh, like there are these sometimes these small incremental changes actually do have a big impact. So you remember when hotels used to have keys and then they switched to key cards? Yeah, I think I prefer, prefer keys. Because a... the, the key cards
0: always wipe themselves somehow. They they go in and then you have to go back to the lobby. I guess I like the big, One thing, the big, big key. And you drop it yeah. off when you leave the hotel and then you come back and they know who you are and they give you the big... Well, here's a good point. Here's a good point. Why don't
1: hotel, Why aren't hotels smart? Like, why are they so far behind this smart curve? Like, still when I walk into a hotel, the smartest thing they have is actually a total inconvenience. Which I, ha- I have to put that card into a little card holder for anything in the hotel room to work. <laughs> Like, you know that little yeah, light? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lights don't charge. And then, work you, until and you, then put you
0: leave the- and it doesn't charge. If, your laptop is charging, but it's not yeah, charging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So then you have to get two on. keys and leave one in. Yeah. yeah.
1: I find that crazy. No,
0: but this is exactly what I mean. Like, all these tiny little inventions that are exciting because it's a hype cycle, it's fine, but we really need some energy innovation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, like, now. So we have
1: to do we have to do an episode on energy innovation. I did say in a previous episode that solar energy has improved by a factor of a thousand in the last like five years. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm all, all, I I don't want to sound like, Oh, I hate technology and VR is crap Mm -hmm. and 3d but they really are crap. And we just need energy innovation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Well, that's our message (laughs) for this
1: week. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Nothing more to say here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. And the smart lock seems cool. And then, Paying with your phone and not having to carry cards, but it's it's also well, it, one of those things like c- if it works 95% of the time, but 5% of the time they're like, sorry, we don't take mobile payments, then yeah. you still need to carry the wallet. And then if it's not 100% and if you still need to carry the wallet, then you're just going to use your wallet. Well, I do think
1: we have to get back to our core listeners, like... Uh, and 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 the, the idea, everything we've yeah, been talking like, about so far is about Do galleries about accept Apple
0: Pay?
1: Well, no, I'm thinking more around consumption, right? So like, it's like, I want to listen to this, or I want to watch this, or I want you to do this. But we haven't talked at all about, um, I think, probably what our listeners care about, which is like, I want, and I often talk about in terms of assistance, and, and a really smart home would be one in which there was more of a collaborative relationship. And that brings us back to her, too, where... I might have an idea, and the device triggers another but idea. Don't so you, we don't mentioned, you, think you mentioned, like
0: the the smart home and adding smarts to a home. Actually, like a, a home where you would think best would be a home without internet connection or TV or distractions. But that's why
1: I want to go back to her, which yeah. is like some portion of the population. In fact, an increasing portion of the population lives alone. Okay, so most people actually do not. Necessarily, or not, a lot of people live in a relationship, but a lot of people, an increasing number in different parts of the world, are living alone, um, and we also delay living with others longer. Outside of roommates, I mean, <clears throat> and so you can. In her, they speculate, right, that the the the, the solution to this new loneliness, which technology has created, granted, <laughs> is that you would have an assistant that would be your roommate in a way. And so <clears throat> that was my first instinct when we brought in this you know this echo is that it was a roommate and thinking about what that might mean is really interesting because what does a roommate do like if you just think about what you're hiring a like it annoys you right it's
0: the primary function well
1: that's your first assumption but we've all had at one point or another a roommate that's also inspired us because they're living yeah. a separate life right parallel to our own well, it's nice what, the,
0: to the way debrief it, the day to someone else
1: Exactly. Yeah. And and the the way most of us have lived with a roommate um is through family, right? And you and you, and you're getting some perspective on your day through this other person. You're either bouncing stuff off of them or they're inspiring you with what they learned that day. And so there's something I get this from my roommate, Kristen. There's something really special about a roommate and I'm not saying that these assistants could get there, but imagine if you will. <laughs> if the assistant acted more like that so it wasn't that the toaster is aware that it's burning the toast but the toaster is aware of other ways you make yeah maybe i'm of the school
0: of let computers do computer things and let humans do human things and so i think when you when you put a lot of effort into making a shitty roommate when you could let the computer do uh, yeah you get my point But
1: here's the failure of your imagination that i'm going to point out which is that if I'm working today as an architect, like I'm going to go to my architecture job and I'm going to sit down at a computer. The, and actually, if I'm going as a designer, when, it's funny because one of the big pieces of news this week is Google disabled the view image link when you go to image search. So you can no longer view the image on its own. You have to go view the image in context of the website. Yeah, they wanted to create
0: um, a hurdle so people don't copy as fast.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was like it was because of a lawsuit. Now, what's really interesting about that is that for about for the, my entire design career, basically, I've used Google image search ever since it's existed it has been like GPS, where it was like it was it was like solar energy. As you're talking about, it was like, oh, oh, my God, this is amazing. I have all of the world's images at my fingertips. Right. And I can reference them and I can create, you know, I can copy and paste them into things and I use it for visual research. But now they're saying, uh-uh, we're going to get in the way of that. And what's really interesting, I think, about that is that the computer, prior to this moment anyway, was acting, Google acted as a great assistant, a collaborative assistant, in that it was helping me make connections that would, be, take, would take so long otherwise. You know, we've all been down those, you know, it's kind of a way of working, I, I guess. It's almost a way of thinking, at. yeah. Yeah, in a way of thinking. And architects do the same thing with um, generative design now, right? Where you might sit down and you might program different parameters into your architecture software, different 3D modelers and product designers do this too. And they're like, the computer is you're assisting you in the design process. And I bring this up because like, there's no reason that that wouldn't... Why would we stop? Why would the assistants that are currently being invested in by Google and Apple and so on and, and Amazon, why would they stop at... Because like they want to take over Pinterest,
0: they, they want you to save everything in a board. They don't want you no, to I'm save just... the images on your computer. They you? They added that feature that you can star an image, and then later you have a, a Google area where you can see all your starred images.
1: Right, but I'm just saying that there's a so you're sa- like maybe the Google News is actually evidence this week that we're heading backward now. We're heading away from this idea of assistive design. Yeah, it's but very I...
0: good that you use the word assistant for a very Uh, low-tech sort of function, just save image or a direct (laughs) link to the image which, Mm -hmm. uh, and instead they build a layer on top and they're like oh, we're going to help you curate the board uh, just like Pinterest (laughs) and and it's the same thing when the internet happened and I saw a documentary on the future of the internet and they thought it would be a 3D super super highway and you would drive a virtual car and go to the library Mm -hmm. and then Mm-hmm. Turns out that Wikipedia is a better interface, but so the same with these voice assistants. It Just sounds like a complicated interface.
1: Okay, so you're saying it's a it's it's evidence of over design. Yeah,
0: basically. Yeah, but maybe over designed to get you locked in. Are you peeing? No, I'm pouring <laughs> tea. But you can imagine whatever you want. I mean,
1: maybe we wandered off into another room. It's like yeah, it's like we're in conversation. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, I, I just think it's interesting to think about, um, you know, maybe it's not these three companies. Maybe it's Autodesk yeah, or Adobe what, that comes along. What's also interesting
0: to think about is your wish list. Like, what kind of future would you like?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I was doing an exercise with some uh, people I was helping with a small company this week. And I had them do this exercise, which is called 5. Well, it's called Now 5. It's called... Uh, your 20 year roadmap. So you look at what am I going to be doing or what's this company going to be doing now, five years, 10 years, 15 and 20 years from now. And you might be thinking like, how could anyone know what's going to be possible 20 years from now? But in like in branding and in corporate kind of strategy, it's, it's important to think outside of what's possible now because you need to be ready for the opportunity that comes along. And actually I think it's good. It's a good habit for everyone to get into doing their own roadmap Like, Raphael, like, what's your 5, 10, 15, 20, 20 20-year roadmap kind of thing? Because it allows us to imagine possibilities that don't yet exist and to make connections that, you know, uh, maybe wouldn't happen otherwise. But I I like to think about this in terms of that. Like, so five years from now, it would be like, um, it's probably going to be pretty shitty the way you've described it. It's going to be harder to open your door. Yeah, yeah.
0: What, what, What... Basically, what what would you like to happen in the next five years is around the home? What I'd
1: like to happen, I think, which is the, the speculative vision that, you know, actually Bill Gates and his ridiculous, like 1990s pursuits of a smart home also wanted, was I want, it, I want to be able to come home and for it to feel more like home, like right away, for it to feel like home right away without me having to do anything, which is...
0: But if you remember I, your home as a child, yeah. do you... F- because I feel like uh, your childhood home is kind of your imprinted home. We talked about that yeah. in the age episode, that your database is kind of empty and that filled up your image of home. I don't yeah. think that that really felt like home and the, the backyard and the kitchen with the view of the backyard where we would sit and have dinner and yeah. uh, the room with your hobbies and the street.
1: And I- But the home you grew up with is like full of assistance that's what i'm saying yeah. is like your parents were doing a whole show like a whole song and dance performance for you every day right and you weren't aware of it you're just like that's how life is and then yeah. eventually you get out on your own and you're like wow life's actually pretty shitty you come home to an empty fridge <laughs> <laughs> no one cares that you're there right it's just a howling wind outside so all i'm saying is wouldn't it be nice to come home and be welcomed home Right, and if you have a
0: partner, that's
1: great, and they can welcome you out. But sometimes they work late, you, right? And that,
0: do you seriously think that you feel more welcomed if uh, your voice assistant says, "Hey, Jeremy"?
1: This is the it's the speculative question. Yeah. I like so. I'll say when I was in when I was young, up, up until like age ten, uh, I had a very like personal relationship with my computer, and I met other people that had this as well, especially once the, if they had very early internet experiences. You know, they didn't distinguish between real life and not real life. You know, I would get upset when people would say like IRL because I'd be like, what's, what's, are you saying my life is like less, uh, because it includes a virtual element is less meaningful than yours? And I'm just saying like, I would potentially hazard to guess that a generation that comes after us will have not, won't be interested in your distinctions between real life and not real life. What's
0: funny to me is that, um, obviously Facebook and Instagram and chat and ICQ and all those things they connect human beings but you still the the creative part is still done by humans the, the conversation so if you start you this- if you start making a bot <clears throat> that takes out the friend so you don't even have to have a friend anymore but the bot can make crack jokes with you mm-hmm. um, why yeah w- what cost are you saving because it doesn't even cost the company anything to have your friend on the other end of the chat. Like basically if you said there's iMessage and you're talking to your friends or, or WhatsApp yeah. and you replace the person on the other end by a company. Okay. So none of this is going to
1: work at all. Like it can't compete against humans until um, we get to a, a stage of sort of digital subjectivity. Yeah. Or but it is interesting. AI do
0: you, do you, What's the benefit of having AI over friends? Well, the benefit
1: would be like, you know, we don't have to overpopulate the planet, right? Like, essentially, what should happen, if you're right about solar energy over the next 20 years, is that we should depopulate the planet, right? More and more of us should live alone without children. And I believe that like AI might have to fill a gap in loneliness that we're creating for ourselves. Mm.
0: But it's funny, it's the same thing when people predicted, oh, technology is going to make it so that everybody has a lot of free time. (laughs) well that didn't happen (laughs) technology is going to make it so that there's more more empathy because we're all connected and we're all going to understand the other side of the world better well that didn't happen so it's funny this no you're making a really good point
1: you're making a good point because like for example in uh you know, labor, home-based labor, which is, you know, automation in the home. Uh, it was viewed as a lim- kind of a women's liberation kind of movement in its earliest days, right? Like that uh, women would be free from housework uh, because there'd be all these new automated appliances. This started in the like 1940s and 50s. But what actually happened was, and it's still to this day, because women still share a larger part of the workload in the home than outside the home, is that women took on additional tasks. So by making every task easier, you now have to take on more than one task. In fact, you have to take on hundreds of small, easy tasks, right? By making everything easy, we make it possible to do more. And then we have this multitasking problem, which you've alluded to several times in this podcast, which and I think is interesting, which is that like multitasking or potentially wrangling all of these interfaces is our primary task now. Like it's, it was much easier to turn on the light (laughs) when I could just turn on the light. It was much easier to focus when I could spend the whole day doing laundry.
0: I I think, uh, we're just going to see a lot of technologies coming up, but we're also going to have to learn that sometimes things fail and like, Oh, maybe voice is not great for the home, but maybe it is great for, uh, I don't know for a surgeon to like if if he has to do hands-free tasks. You know, like same with Google Glass. Like it turns out, oh, that works well in an airport, but not in a in a bar.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, And they're not finished. I mean, Google's not finished with that. Yeah, I think like uh, Intel came out like with this new speculation on like smart glasses that oh, it's going to be like laser projectors. And I don't know if you saw that this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: I, I was listening to the Vergecast and they were saying, well, if it's not hooked into an ecosystem, then it's going to be useless. Mm -hmm. If it's it's like a a third-party Bluetooth device that keeps on disconnecting.
1: But the good point is like the home is probably best filled with people. And, you know, this is what is my thinking too. I think you're alluding to that as well. But for those that are alone... Maybe that, that that's why um co working spaces, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, that's why they've become so popular. Like why is WeWork worth twenty billion dollars as the most highly valued um new startup in the last five years? It's because they have this concept that good things happen when people get together, yeah, right? And it, it, also, it no matter real how cheesy that keeps sounds
0: keeps going up, so if they have a, a foothold in real estate and the, the shrinking of the apartment that people have no other choice than to go
1: yeah, I guess you're right. Like, make the apartment small. So, what you know, what might happen is the smart home appliance, and it, it is true in both of our apartment lives, is kind of useless because everything's within arm's reach. And in fact, you don't really want to spend that much time at home. You want to go out and and work with friends or go to a restaurant to think um, that it might actually end up being irrelevant because our homes will just it, be coffin apartments.
0: I, I just think if something's <laughs> good, it's really obvious. So, uh, mm-hmm. I remember. You know, when the when the iPhone came out, if you handed something like that for, to someone for three minutes, they're like, I'm getting one. I don't care if I have to pay for two years. I'm getting, I need <laughs> one. And you're addicted from day one. And you're like, try this VR helmet. And people are like, Ugh. No, but it's gonna be cool in 25 years.
1: Yeah, but you know, you did make a, um, you, you got AirPods before me and you're like, it's addictive. You mentioned uh, having wireless headphones was addictive. And we've talked about this previously, like, Having something in your ear that augments, you know, part of your thinking. Yeah, but it's immediately uh, cool. It's not like,
0: oh, you're going to have to use this for ten years and learn all these commands and,
1: and. Yeah, but you keep talking about a form factor, right? And I'm just talking about um, more of like a cultural movement toward computers taking over part of our social. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I understand,
0: needs. and it, it's it's clear that uh, mobile and desktop are more and more embedded in life it's also mm-hmm. cuz they're obviously very useful and good and addictive but then other form factors might not be so great
1: yeah i'm just I, but i think it's interesting that everyone that there there is an experiment yeah. there's no, experimentation happening that, now.
0: that's awesome but
1: <clears throat> i don't know if it's awesome like i'm just i'm has i'm like doing my 5 10 15
0: 20 kind of thinking on this yeah. and um and and uh, what about for artists is, is the voice going to be uh, a cool area to experiment with
1: but that was the point i was getting to which is like i think it's more about collaboration um and i, I made this joke at a conference where i was talking about um assisted driving right like because you know we have uh, ai or auto- autonomous driving and i thought what we should really be talking about is collaborative driving and mm-hmm. even that's the way governments are thinking about it right like you're still gonna have to have a driver's license for yeah. autonomous car But if you start to think about it in collaborative terms, it might make more sense because you might become, and you're already doing this, like you're a better driver because there's anti-slip technologies that are working without your consciousness. Like you don't need to be conscious of all the things that are helping you be better. Just something
0: that came to mind is that when the smartphone happened, they called it the smartphone, but very rarely do people talk on it. And and talking Mm -hmm. became much less because you could do so much by text. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, they're like, well, let's bring voice back. But every, actually, everybody hates voice.
1: Yeah. But the vo- I'll say the voice works way better with Amazon and Google products than Siri. No, I think you've but been- I'm,
0: I'm talking about voice on the phone. Like you can talk to people. Oh, like phone calls I see, and I people see. are like, don't you dare call me. That's the rudest thing. Just text me.
1: Yeah. Voice, so maybe, well, time- maybe this smart
0: home would be better with a chat interface. I don't know.
1: I mean, but you're alluding to something which we we can talk about a, for a whole episode, which is that the way time has been, the value, uh, this value structure built around time has changed radically yeah. in the last 10 or 15 years. Like a person's the time. The rhythm of
0: the day is different.
1: Yeah. It's just it, getting someone's attention face to face is now the most important, valuable thing on the planet. And therefore like a phone call is the literal, like it's jumping the line. It's saying, yeah. like,
0: but that, so it's interesting when we realize like, okay, a, f- a phone call is a really an inconvenience. And it's only for trusted friends, but then mm-hmm. the voice interface adding that to the home. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but maybe like, um, like, you know, I, it's, I've been encouraged to see like friends writing software more and more recently. Um, for creative expression on mobile phone, like more and more friends are writing apps for mobile phones. They're writing like VR. Our friend, like a friend, uh, has made a VR drawing app recently and released it publicly. It's really interesting. Artists have always had a role in making tools, and I think like it's you know you can write skills for the Echo. That's the reason I got it. As like I want to experiment with like, hey, could I write it or make it do something that I like? You know, it was the impulse when Kristen came home for Valentine's Day that. Could I work with this to create like an <laughs> oh, it's interesting so experience? Funny for Valentine's
0: Day. Oh, I got two voices. <laughs>
1: but but think about it in a performative context. I, I don't know. That's my that's my challenge to our listeners. Like, how could you perform with an echo? This it year? is
0: it is really fascinating. That uh, as an investor, you have to make a bet on a new technology. And there's been mm-hmm. numerous times where I was uh, hesitant about new stuff, and I sh- should have been more excited, or the other way around. It's really hard to predict. Mhm. It is yeah. it's hard to predict. When when I mean, when but the but when the phone tough. came along I thought apps would be inconvenient because you have to download them and update them and I thought oh the, the web is much better than just web apps and even Facebook yeah. made a big bet on a on an HTML5 based app and turned out to be too slow and then That's yeah.
1: true. And if you talk to people 5 years ago they'd have been like the iPad is the fastest selling product ever tablets are the future. Yeah. And of course no one's using a tablet yeah, today. Yeah. Very
0: hard to predict. We forgot all about the reading the ad.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, we can read an ad now. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. We, 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 we did forget to read an ad. We we're supposed to read these at the halfway point because we know that probably people are s- not listening at this point. <laughs> Maybe we should like open the show with an ad. Okay. So anyway, here's our ad. Hey, Jeremy.
0: Do you know the difference between meat and meat? No, Raphael. What's the difference between meat and meat? Well, one is animal tissue, typically consumed as food. Right,
1: right, right. And right. the
0: other is a new band I like.
1: What kind of music do they
0: play? It sounds like Air, Serge Gainsbourg, and late 80s Leonard Cohen, chopped up with a cinematic steak knife. Weird. You should see their artwork. Sausage Thumbs, sliced meat heads, wiener guitars, girls on steak.
1: <laughs> girls on steak? Sounds a little gross.
0: Yeah, it is kind of. You'll love it. Their debut album, Nice to Meet You, is available on limited edition vinyl on, at meettheband.com and in select record stores around the world. Uh, I don't have a record player. You can also stream it on Apple Music and Spotify. Yum. <laughs> okay, thanks okay. for sending that Meet ad the in. meettheband.com.
1: Now, well, I guess we have to like roll straight into our field recording, yep. uh, which is... Do we have... It's a,
0: uh... An, uh, I'll just read it. Oh, yeah. yes. Hi, Rafael, okay. Hi, Jeremy. Big fan. Um, <laughs> yada, 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 yada. I was at the Smiling Buddha, a live metal, punk, and hardcore music venue, yesterday, and I finally got the most perfectly terrifying field recording. The artist, Doom Tickler, performed in the basement, now Toronto.com, describes as the guttural growls and spine-tingling shrieks against ominously <laughs> pounding electronic beats. Truly inspiring.
1: And this was sent to us by Margot, um, who I met at an opening I had a few months ago, uh, a designer who works at Bruce Mao Design. Thank you, Margot, for sending this in. It, it actually seems to match up with the meat ad we just read quite yeah. well. <laughs> and with the future uh, of voice assistance. Yeah, potentially, maybe it is the future of voice assistance Is like guttural. We didn't talk about that at all. Like, where is the body? Uh, yeah. And we should. Like, the body and voice assistance, like, they should cough, they should I, sneeze, yeah, they should it's Just, just
0: a, a funny thing is it, um the expectance, what we expect from AI is so high.
1: Mm-hmm. And the experience is so low.
0: Well, a normal computer is like, okay, you open the folder and it opens. pretty, okay, it can do that. But then the expectance of, of AI to just sp- spontaneously know when you're ironic and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, do this, do that, but don't do that because I said it ironically. and. Yeah, we have uh, a long okay, I will make
1: one connection. I will make one connection to this field recording, which the a like this. All these smart home devices do deliver on, which was the you know the iPod was actually based on this proposition of a celestial jukebox, right? That any song, any time, anywhere in the world would be available just if you asked for it. That was what Steve Jobs was trying to respond to with the iPod, and actually that's what these deliver on better than anything else. And I know you said it, it probably not. But they connect to all of the music services, at least the Amazon one. Does, and you can like just ask for a song. You can walk into a room and say like, "I want to hear this song," right? And it will deliver that. Uh, and that was like a thirty-year like the, it's the, the iPod happened. is actually a part of this. Yeah. yeah, the dream have is done. Yeah. we're done. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. enjoy
0: the field recording and uh, enjoy your life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks, thanks. Please send in ads. Please send in field recordings. We love hearing them. We love you. Thanks. Very bye I yeah. <laughs>